about crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. Hey, welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. This is episode 99. I'm Abby. I'm Kate, and we'll be your ghostesses at the end of July, turning into Halloween. I mean, August is close enough, I think. That's like basically October, and October is basically Halloween. I think you say that in November. <laughs> November is basically October. Oh, yeah, November 1st is basically Halloween. Still. Yeah. Might as well be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are we talking about today? This week, I'll be covering the Rougarou, a legendary cryptid. Rougarou? Rou- Scooby-Doo-be like? <laughs> Scooby-Doo saying his own damn name. No, it's similar to a what are you covering? I'm covering the squonk. This is a fake episode. Yeah, 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 for sure. But it'll be interesting and fun. What's your news today before or before we get into the uh, the creatures? Okay, so this week's news is from an article on tech.hindustantimes.com. I could not predict what this is going to be. Spaghetti is on Mars. Uh, have you left the window open? I can hear a seagull. Oh, yeah, I have. If you can hear a seagull, um, I'm sorry. Do you want me to get He's in the room with us currently. <laughs> get out! Please! Yeah, yeah. Someone's just fed that? them. Anyway, spaghetti is on Mars. Spaghetti. On the 12th of July, the Mars rover, I've written Marsh rover and nearly said that. Nice, Marsh. Um, Sean Connery be like, the Mars rover found a spaghetti-like object that resembles Tangella from Pokemon. For those that are well-versed in Pokemon. For those that aren't, it's like a long piece of string tangled around itself. It was right in front of the rover and was detected by its front-facing hazard camera. And no one knows what it is. But I'm more than happy to believe it's an alien that looks like a piece of spaghetti. That's just my spaghetti that I left there. I went to Mars for a little day trip because I was getting real bored. And I brought a little lunch with me. Obviously, it was spaghetti and meatballs. The obvious choice. I went to Mars. I sat there and I was like, you know what? I actually am not really hungry. I'll just put this on the floor for a bit. And then I went for a little walk, and I got completely lost. I forgot where I left my spaghetti, and then I was like, oh, I can't do this. So I went back to Earth, because I had, you know, work. Um, And I forgot my spaghetti. And now it's a news article. Yeah. Uh, If someone sees it, can you send it back? (laughs) Apart from an alien, it could just be a piece of equipment from the spacecraft that the rover itself came on. But... I'm or a little pasta. I'm happy to believe that it's a spaghetti alien. That's the news. Spagalian. Spalian. Interesting. Alietti. If you could only take one food to Mars with you, what would it be? Not spaghetti. It wouldn't be? No. Why? I feel like it's too hard to eat normally. Yeah, it is. But I Imagine feel that like with less gravity. I order spaghetti all the time and I can't eat it. Like, I make a mess. Constantly, but I continue to buy it. You never wear white apart from when you order spaghetti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, otherwise, how will anyone see my spaghetti stains? I want everyone to know that I've eaten spaghetti. Yeah, it's a brag. It's like when people wear Rolexes so you know that they're rich. I wear spaghetti stains. Everyone's like, oh my god, that girl ate spaghetti. I'm so jealous. Wow, she has so much money. She can buy spaghetti. Wow, she has so much taste and class. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Let me tell you about the most tragic mystical creature of all. Hang on. Oh, you weren't done? No. I want to tell you what I would take to Mars. Oh my god, you didn't even... No, probably a sandwich. Maybe a wrap. Oh, a wrap. They're so portable. Crisp and clean. Mm. No spaghetti stains for me. Go on. What about a spaghetti wrap? (gasps) 
<laughs> Who makes those? Uh, me. <laughs> Stop Let us know spaghetti. what food you'd take to Mars. Go on then. Anyway, the most tragic mystical creature of all. Me. Me. <laughs> the squonk. I will not tolerate any squonk bullying on my platform. I will tell you now, you and everyone listening, do not bully the squonk because I will get your IP address. <laughs> I can't wait to bully the squonk. My sources are penlive.com, Wikipedia, cryptidswithaz.findup.com, and trueorbetter.com. So this creature is said to live in the hemlock forests of northern Pennsylvania in the United States. The first report of the squonk is from 1910 in the book Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwoods with a Few Desert and Mountain Beasts by William T. Cox, which I think is the best name for a book I've ever heard of. Not concise or to the point at all, but you know what it's about. Yeah, you know it's going to waffle at you. Yeah, yeah, Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwoods, a couple of dangerous other creatures in the desert, you know, in the mountains as well, just a little bit. A smattering of other various Basically just some animals. Well, it's essentially a guidebook of fantasy-type creatures, and he he wrote about the creature again in 1939. So the squonk is a little different... He sounds um, it. From creatures. The squonk is a little different from like other cryptids, like uh, the Bigfoot, or it's not associated with like Native American beliefs, like the Skinwalker. It's thought to be something of like a lumberjack story, you know, like a campfire stories, but shared between lumberjacks working in the woods. Like, oh, you might run into the squonk. I think this is my favourite already. Anything that involves a bunch of lumberjacks, <laughs> trading stories, whenever they're, you know, just having a cup of coffee in the morning, that's my favourite. It's your absolute desire in life. Yeah, I wish I was a squonk. I want a so bunch of lumberjacks. the lumberjacks give you attention. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I've realised just now that I am leaving to go and find a lumberjack. Okay, right. Can we finish the episode? Okay. Well... The book, released in the late 30s, suggested that the creature had migrated from deserts to swamps before settling in Pennsylvania, because logging camps were moving a lot in the early 20th century, so it kind of makes sense why they migrated there. So, what the hell is a squonk? Dunno. Well, you're in for a treat. The drawings of it make it look like a kind of a round pig. Maybe like a giant hamster, uh, like a potato, like a guinea pig. You are describing me. A big... Uh, I was going to say wet guinea pig no skin skinny um, what's it mean when did I really fur skin <laughs> only <laughs> skin skinny um, only skin uh, yeah, yeah, yeah wet sorry I meant like slick because I don't have any fur <laughs> naked Ew, hairless yeah, I'll put a photo on our Instagram at you've, Miss Magic Pod. You've put me off of this animal now. Its skin skinny. is described as misfitting loose and covered with with warts and moles. They also have webbed toes on their left feet. It travels about at twilight and dusk, and it's said to be very easy to track, because one thing you have to know about the squonk is that they're constantly crying. They weep eternally. I'm a squonk. You said you wanted to be. <laughs> they leave a trail of tears wherever they go. It's always weeping. It does this because it hates itself, because it's so hideously ugly. This is why I said it was a tragic animal. Some say it's the saddest creature in the whole world. It's what's on the inside that counts, Squonks. Have you made this up? I bet they have great personalities. Is this a way for you to just keep digging at me? No. (laughs) They're so self-conscious, they cry for all eternity. And they're not even that ugly. It's just a big, warty skin skin pig. (laughs) Oh, you really made it feel better about it. 
beautiful. We're all be- we all have different bodies, and that doesn't make us ugly. It makes us different. Just because you're slick doesn't mean you're <laughs> you're worth any less than anyone else. Yeah. If you like hunt the squonk and you get it into a corner, out of fear, it might dissolve itself in its own tears to get away from the situation. That is a move. I would use that all the time. Work. Doctors. Minor inconvenience. <laughs> Going to you the said something license. silly. Yeah. You took too long to put the ch- the change back in your wallet when you were paid for something. Shit your pants. Mm. See ya. A man named J.P. Wentling is said to have lured the animal into a bag, but when he got home, he found that all that remained of the creature was some liquid at the bottom of the bag because it had just got scared and, like, disappeared. Dissolved. Dissolved. Ew. It's said that if you really want to find a squonk, you should search for it when the forest is moonlit at night because the creature moves much slower and more cautiously because it wants to avoid any illuminated bodies of water so it can't see its horrible reflection. Why would you want to find this ugly little creature? To get it. To get it? For what? Then you're just left with a puddle of goo. (laughs) Don't go hunting for this. A little more recently in 2015, Hal Johnson created a new version of Fearsome Creatures where it's written that the squonk is basically a pig but with warts, cauliflower ears covered in wax and hair, and with little yellow tusks. Sorry, this is in a book called Fearsome Creatures? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Also, for no real reason, it says that it has three and a half legs, but also technically four, because sometimes the right hind leg is transparent. Um, it also says that the sadness and the weeping of the squonk is contagious. And the author's arch nemesis tried to catch one, but he dissolved to death. Oh my god, it is fearsome. Never mind. Mm. Wait, the person catching it dissolved to death? Yes. Right. Some people think that William, the author of the original you know, book, was trying to make a point when he talked about the squonk. Because he said that the creature lived in many areas when the vegetation was abundant, but those areas gradually became swampy so it would travel for miles to get food. He said that the creature has webbed feet on its left side because swampy areas would become lakes, and the creature, while attempting to swim, would only be able to swim in circles and never made it back to shore. So they died of starvation, and over time they kind of evolved to have webbed toes on that side. And at the time the book was written, there was a real possibility that the hemlock forests in Pennsylvania would all be destroyed because of over-harvesting. So it's possible like he wrote this to kind of discourage it being like this this really sad little animal that lives there. It'll cry and he's at you. Crying forever. Yeah. But besides that, unfortunately, that's all that's on the squonk. It's a short and sweet one, but I felt like you needed to hear about it. I feel like my life is infinitely better now I know about that. Yeah. Although there is a song by Genesis called Squonk, and a song by Steely Dan that references the squonk. So I hope that the squonk feels appreciated. Not enough to stop crying. Oh, no, no, no. How would you cheer up the squonk? I'd do a little dance. Would you give it a makeover? Could do. It wouldn't be good. You could put some eyeliner on it. I don't use makeup. A little wig. I would not be good at that. You could put some foundation on it. The whole thing. Yeah, the entire creature. It's just... On its little skin. It's even more slick than previously. I feel like you shouldn't give it a makeover because I feel like it'd be that trope, you know, in movies where it's like, the girl's ugly. And then at the end, she's, like, pretty, and everyone's like, wow! Every 90s movie ever. We should love the squonk for who it is, not who it could become. Look, beauty is on the inside. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder, and I'm fucking gorgeous. Squonk. Yeah, say that affirmation every night before you go to sleep, squonk. 
Look at yourself in that moonlit puddle and say, I am so hot right now. Kiss the mirror, squonk. Yeah. Yeah. Love yourself. Kiss the mirror, squonk. We're talking to the listeners right now. Yeah, yeah, This is all for you. Kiss Love the mirror, yourself. squonk. Do you think... How would people describe us if we were cryptids? Do you think it would be as tragic as this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. 100%. How do you think the squonk feels about being known as this? Well, I suppose it's just true, isn't it? Well, maybe, but you maybe these people are just catching squonks on particularly bad days. Yeah, I suppose. Maybe it isn't crying forever, and everyone's like, ooh, why you little baby? It, you follow it by its tear-stain trail. Yeah, maybe they're just the ones that can be found. Oh, because they're sad, but yeah. the rest of them are happy. Yeah, but you can't find them because there's no tear-stain. Mm. Yeah. I think these are misunderstood, you know? They are. I think they've just found some squonks that have had crappy days. Are you a scare Yeah, go on then. How scary is the squonk? Not. No scary? No. Can we do half? We can, but only so it makes your job easier. <laughs> How dangerous is the squonk? Uh, one, I suppose. If someone really did dissolve. How likely is it that the squonk exists? One. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's really out there. It's just no. a story, really, isn't it? But it's very sweet. I think what it probably is, to answer your next question... Oh, yeah, yeah, ideas. ...is there probably is, like, a naked little creature... Yeah, yeah, it's that, me. Like running around the woods, screaming. Yeah, yeah. Um, because that sounds totally plausible. Like a naked mole rat, but bigger. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think it's like mystical in any way? No. Like it's probably just like an, a normal animal. It's not actually crying, and like it's not going to dissolve itself or you. But I could be horribly wrong. Also, another idea that I think it could be: what if? That author killed his rival and blamed it on a squonk. Oh my god, so we've got... A murder. Murder scandal. Naked animal. Yep. Naked, screaming creature. Um, something to, like, preserve that area. Preservation tactic. Yep. Uh, what else? What else? Come on. What I about a like story? an exec trying to pull a story out of thin air. Maybe just a good old-fashioned campfire story. Beautiful. I think that's it. I, d- I just think there's an animal. It's nice, right? Yeah. Nice little story. Yeah, it is. Okay, well, if you like the podcast and you want to head over to our social media, you can do that at Myths Magic Pod on Instagram and Facebook. And if you want to support us on Patreon, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash Myths Magic Murder. At the end, wait, beginning of every single episode, we do a little coffee and a chat. We just chat shit at you basically the whole time and you get to know us which you should want to do and you can see us beautiful little faces in video form we both did a little pose and you're gonna miss out on it if you're not over on patreon oh don't bully threats it's just if you like to <laughs> my goodness you also get 10 percent off of our merchandise which you can view over on midsmagicandmurder.com you've also got referrals and submissions if you want to tell us about something if you want to tell us about your experience with a squonk if you want to tell us you are a squonk please do it and if you have any haunted happenings terrifying tales or scary stories you can email us on mythsmagicandmurder at gmail.com if you're a squonk first of all we'd love to have you on the show and second of all I want to I want to tell you that you're nice if you're a squonk I want to give you a little kiss right on the head right on the nose do you want me to tell you about I would my love thing? for you to tell me about the <laughs> <laughs> Okay, my sources are 
Wikipedia, pelicanstateofmind.com, whereyat.com, onlyinyourstate.com, and storymaps.arcgos.com. So, as I mentioned earlier, I'll be enlightening you about the Rougarou. It's a creature most often talked about in French communities, and it's got a lot of similar features to the commonly known werewolf. It's thought that the name Rougarou originally came from the Loupgarou, or the Lougarou, which literally means wolf and man who changes into an animal. So, pretty self-explanatory, really. Mm-hmm, straight to the point. Yeah. It's not really a thing in France itself. It's most commonly known and talked about in French Louisiana, so basically Greater New Orleans. For those who don't know much about New Orleans, it's renowned for supernatural and spooky occurrences and beliefs. The population of Greater New Orleans is around 1.2 million people, and New Orleans itself has half the city at or below the local mean sea level, with the other half only being slightly above. This will make sense in a second. It basically means that there's a lot of marshy, swampy areas surrounding the city, and the Rougarou legend is a long-standing legend that's been passed down through many generations, believing that it stems back to the original French settlers or the French-Canadian immigrants that came centuries ago. So the Cajun legend states that the Rougarou roams the swampy areas around Greater New Orleans, as well as the sugarcane fields and wooded areas. That's like its habitat. Mm-hmm. Instead of being a fully-fledged werewolf, i.e. coming out whenever there's a, a full moon, the Rougarou only has the head of a wolf or a dog, whereas the rest of the body still looks human. Oh, interesting. It has glowing red eyes, razor-sharp teeth, stands on two legs measuring up to eight foot tall. It's ruled by the lunar cycle, but more loosely. I'll explain in a bit. Okay. And it loses its sense of humanity whenever in Rougarou form. It doesn't appear to be as bad as the werewolf because it's more into destruction and havoc than, like, mindless slaughter. Not that it completely shies away from bloodshed. It's just, like, chaos for fun. Yeah. It's just more like, I'm going to just destroy, and if there happens to be a person, they'll get destroyed. Okay. So do they? is it a person that transforms into one of these, or is this just how it is? You... We'll have to wait. I'm sorry, I want to know the answers. <laughs> <laughs> she loves this one. Tell me about it. Tail. Sorry, I don't want to say it. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. <laughs> Back in the day, people would blame petty crimes on the Rougarou. For example, house raids, child disappearances, etc. Is a child disappearance a petty crime? Well... I thought petty crime was like, <laughs> I've lost a wallet and someone's taken it. You know, like, literally petty. Like, ooh, kind of shit. No, shit crime. <laughs> But I meant, for example, house raids and then child disappearances. Child disappearances is separate. It's not a yeah, petty yeah, crime. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Please don't be offended. I do not think that a child disappearing is petty. People would form a court case against a suspected Rougarou. As per the precedent with witch trials, these people would just be people who acted strangely. And the public would all agree with the court and be like, yeah, they're the Rougarou because they didn't want to get the blame. This is so funny because for some reason, I thought this was like modern day time. Well, the legend still exists. No, I know the legend still exists, but because you... Oh, you mean now? I thought like, yeah, and I was like, that doesn't feel very lawful. (laughs) 
Don't people go are to New Orleans. People are blaming it now. Your kid's going to go missing and it's going to be the fault of the Rougarou. Yeah, like, I'm going to drop a bullet and someone's going to be like, sorry, Rougarou took it. And I'm going to be like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> be like, that has all my holiday And money. then there'll just be a tall man and everyone will be like, that's a werewolf. Yeah, tall man in a trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> tall man with like a balaclava and you're like, it's because you're hiding your snout, sir. <laughs> He's wearing, like, you know, that horse head mask. Oh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> Do you think it would... So I presume they have, like, a wolf-like head, but also if it's a dog head, could you have, like, a Rougarou pug? Because that would be very easy to hide underneath some kind of mask because your face would be flat. No, no, it's, like, Alsatian. What would you do if you were hanging out with a man and he took his face off and it was a pug? <laughs> I think I would scream and cry. You wouldn't give him a little Much scratch like the, the snorg or whatever it is you just covered. Squonk. <laughs> Thank you. Snorg. Snorg. Anyway, going back to this. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're fine. The trouble is, it seems almost too easy to get turned into a Rougarou. Apparently, if you encounter a Rougarou and shed its blood, it'll switch back to a human and tell its secret, i.e. that it's a Rougarou like you wouldn't have already guessed. <laughs> Then you would become a Rougarou for 101 days. Oh, that's not too bad. That's a third of a year. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like it's eternity, is it? If you tell anyone you've faced off with a Rougarou, you'll become a Rougarou forever with no escape. You can't even brag about it. Yeah. You can't be like, guys, guess what? That's so funny. Lads. Imagine going up to someone and being like, and stabbing them. No, it's, Yeah. And then they're like, clearly a monster. And then they're like, hey, I'm a monster. You can't do that. <laughs> hey, uh, back away. I'm yeah, you like, you blood, you shed the blood of a man with the head of a dog. And you, he's like, I have a dog head. And you're like, yeah. I see that. I did notice. <laughs> and then for like a weird amount of days, you're part dog head too. Unless someone And if comes you brag you about a dog head having a dog head. Well, no, if someone comes up to you and stabs you, you have to tell them. And then you're stuck with one forever. Oh, yeah. that's why you have to tell them. Good yeah. thing people just don't stab people all the time, I suppose. Well, it happens more often than you'd like to think. For this purpose? <laughs> no. If you manage not to tell your secret for that 101 days, you'll be absolutely fine and go back to normal. What if, sorry for interrupting again, what if you said, I'm a Rougarou, but you said, I'm not a Rougarou? <laughs> If you didn't hear that because I was so slick, I whispered not in between I am and Rougarou. A Rougarou. I'm not. Um, wait. <laughs> I'm not a Rougarou. Because then you're saying it, but you're also not saying it. Uh, I don't think you could do that. That's stupid, isn't it? <laughs> you know, it reminds me of one of my favourite internet posts ever. Go on. Where it's like, um, there's a vampire knocking at the door. Yep. And it's like can I come in or like can I come in and then like what is the what is it <laughs> it's like what is it called where the sea meets the beach or something sure yeah yeah and he's like oh great see I completely butchered the joke here but the joke is that he silently asked if he could come in and then made the guy say sure by asking him a different question which meant that he could come into the house I completely ruined the entire joke it's hard to do over a podcast it's funny ha ha it's funny though we should all laugh about it <laughs> Quick, everyone. everyone. Pretend you thought that was funny. <laughs> anyway, it's said that you can also become a Rougarou for not practising Lent for seven consecutive years. 
no thoughts about that neutral you're like expected to be expected obviously if you don't practice lent for seven consecutive years you're going to be half dog how are you going to give up chocolate for like three weeks and then not at all and then again three weeks (laughs) every year (laughs) so if you don't want to become a ruguru what can you do apparently they can't leave that city (laughs) (laughs) they can't count past the number 12 what I'm so sorry, this is such an interesting animal, but also, what are you talking about right now? So, a local superstition is to leave 13 objects by your door. For some reason, the Rougarou will try and count the objects before it attempts to enter, and it will get so confused because it can't pass 12 that it will keep recounting over and over and over and over. This is me. Until dawn breaks and they run away. That's so funny. So, if you put, like, 13 cups, it'll be like, oh, there are cups here. How many cups are there? One, two... (laughs) Oh, I lost count. And then they'll just keep doing that <laughs> yeah. for like six hours. Yeah. Except they it, could be, it could be anything. It could be like pebbles. It they won't be... realise that they've been there for the whole day. No. Why well, not they'll, just they'll simply be, leave? They'll be getting more stressed, but like, well, they will leave. Well, that seems quite cruel. At the end. To taunt it because it's not got a big brain. Haha, <laughs> you're an idiot. We don't all have access to amazing education systems. <laughs> Can't pass 12, loser. <laughs> <laughs> Me at toddlers. <laughs> Me at newborns. <laughs> Although a lot of people wholeheartedly believe in the terror of the Rougarou, obviously not everyone does. So why would the cryptid have come into existence? There's the obvious answer of keeping children in tow. If it attacks in marshy swampland, cane fields and woods, it'll be a great way to ensure that your kid doesn't wander off there when they're not supervised. Plus, if you're going down the Lent route, it's a great way of making sure that kids stay religious Mm -hmm. and committed Though, to be honest, it's a bit of a harsh way of going about things, really. But then... It's also a highly specific thing to tell a child if they don't want to participate in Lent. Yeah, I suppose, but it's like... I don't know, like Krampus, isn't it? I suppose. You know what I mean? It's, except it's Lent. like. Yeah, but I feel like with Krampus, it's like... Oh, you know, if you're good, Santa will bring you something, and if you're bad, Krampus will take you away what and beat you that, with a stick. What about that woman that I covered? Frau Perchter? She was just a mad one. <laughs> oh yeah she was just unhinged yeah if you were sewing past midnight she's gonna fuck you up yeah you do a little bit of stitching and she's like i'm going to absolutely destroy you <laughs> yeah spinning that was it that was it yeah yeah anyway it also would have been a great excuse to use when trying to explain why crimes are happening in a small community where no one wants to believe it could just be your neighbor stealing from you that is true or yeah. like someone abducting your child you know what i mean mm-hmm. um regardless of how the legend came about it's still massively celebrated to this day there's a Rougarou festival happening every year. Wow. There's a roller coaster named after the Rougarou, as well as a brand of alcohol. And it's even mentioned in the Harry Potter universe, with Rougarou hair being included in some of the wand cores. Wow, interesting. I'm not sure if I believe it, but I definitely wouldn't be roaming around the marsh waiting to find out. I actually, I know I've made a lot of jokes. It's just because it's highly specific. I do think it's very interesting. Like, I'm not trying to mock the legend. No, I see. You've slagged it off. This no, ho- no, no, no. I <laughs> this whole really 20 minutes. Co- I think it's really cool and interesting. <laughs> and I'm glad people enjoy celebrating it. How dangerous do you think the Rougarou is? Five. Horror, right? Awful. Just the worst. Scary. Yeah. How um, scary? scary is the first one, though. Oh, yeah. How scary. How long have you been doing this? Are you aware this is episode 99? <laughs> How scary. Five. How dangerous. Five. How likely. Two. Oh, really lost it there. Only because, I don't know, I feel like you had me up until the counting to 12. 
Well, if you don't believe in that bit, it could still be likely. That's too specific. You wouldn't. You wouldn't say. You wouldn't say you believe in the whole thing, but you don't believe in that. Why? Why would someone have made that up just to make themselves feel better? Shits and gigs, isn't it? Oh uh, yeah, I suppose. Maybe like two and a half. Two and a half. Um, do you have any other ideas? Uh, it's a cool story. After that 101 days, you were like, yeah, I was a rougarou. Cool story. Convince kids to participate in Lent, or anyone to participate in Lent. Making kids not go in marshlands. They're and- a real half, human half, dog creatures. It's just real. Yeah. Okay. Don't forget as well that it was like cane fields and woods and stuff. So obviously there's yeah, going to yeah. be like animals out there. I feel like that's got to be it. Like, because... Do you get gators in New Orleans? Yes. Right? Yeah, so you've got gators. I'm doing that thing again where I'm basing my knowledge off of Red Dead Redemption 2. I don't know. That's but so I funny. think maybe... In the bayou? Mm. Where's the bayou? Is that a real thing? Am I... What is bayou? Dumb. Am I... The drama? I've never been to America. I'm sorry. I know the majority of our audience is in America. I've never been... I don't really know a lot about the place. New Orleans looks really interesting. Though. I would love to visit. Oh, a bayou isn't, like, one place. It's a body of water. I've never seen a gator either. Oh, I have in the zoo. I went to Gatorland. You did? I did. Well, the first time we tried to go, uh, there was a hurricane and the gators were loose. That's hilarious. So we were turned away. The second time, though, they were fine. Except I was wearing a bright pink cagoule. How many gators are there? Hang on. Sorry. Let me, let me tell you about this important cagoule. Okay. Um, so I was wearing that and you go on like a like a boat with a huge fan at the back. I've forgotten what they're called. Um, and we were getting this tour around the, the gator land. The land of the gators. Indeed. And the tour guide was like, yeah, you guys are like all completely safe. Like, um, you know, they haven't had their lunch yet, but it's fine. They're only... Um, they're only interested in eating people wearing bright pink jackets. And I was like, I'm going to die. <laughs> I love <laughs> I when, like seven. when tour guides and stuff do that, where they try and like, they make little jokes. But it's like, I was an anxious child and I took it very seriously. Me too. I was petrified. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be in a boat in the Gator's homeland. Land of Gator. Literally called Gator Land. Yeah, it was horrific. I was so scared. Did you get eaten? Yeah, I died. Oh my god. Yeah. Damn, that's been so sad on your parents. Pouring out for Kate. <laughs> what was your question? <laughs> How many gators were there? A bunch. Good. Good. <laughs> now you know. It's like, um, did you ever go to a restaurant when you were a child? No. And you're, you'd just be sat there. You know, because you're a kid just, like, colouring in or eating a pizza or something. And then they'd come over and they'd be like, are you paying? <laughs> like, to the child, it was a joke. To your parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd say that to me, like, are you paying? <laughs> no, As a child, that never happened to you? Yeah, it was just the way that you said it, where, like, <laughs> the waitstaff were like, can you pay and fuck off? <laughs> oh, my God. No, specifically, there's an Italian restaurant where we live. And I used to go there when I was a child. And they used to do it all the time. They used to come over and be like, you paying? I actually made that joke the other day 
at a child. Oh my god, full circle. It would give me, it would make me cry like as a child. It would, not like outwardly, but I'd be panicking. I'd be like, oh my god, am I paying? I don't have the money for this. I don't have a job. I'm seven. Please yeah. help. We went to. <laughs> We're gonna have to dine and dash, guys. We went to a friend's graduation the other day, and I was sat next to a child, and I was like, she wasn't a child. Still a child. A teenager. She barely. Okay. And I was like, you gonna pay? And she was like, ha She didn't know me. <laughs> You're that guy. I am. You're gonna be like, annoying, like, Auntie Kate. I'm a dad. Yeah. Yeah. At heart. Yeah. In, Not physically. In, in presence. On every level but physical, you are a father. <laughs> I don't know. We go good. I can imagine good. you, like, grilling. Physically? Yeah. I used to be a barbecue chef. Oh, yeah, that's a one way to put it. I manned the barbecue at a bird sanctuary. Can you explain about how the, you'd have to wait for the birds to leave? Yeah, so um, at this bird sanctuary, sorry, this has gone off topic. Um, I can relate it back to the Rougarou if you want. No, it's fine. We'll yeah. just sign off after this. <laughs> um, and there used to be like bird shows, and then after that, I would be like grilling, and people would come over and like buy burgers and stuff. And anyway, so I was doing that, but I had to wait to start grilling until the caracaras had been put away because they would eat all of the burgers. They would like hop onto the barbecue and start eating everything. Like the buns, the cheese, any sauce. That's a horror show. The burgers, it was just awful. So yeah, we had a mistake once and then after that, never again. They were called Mr. and Mrs. Butthead because they were buttheads. That's hilarious. Yeah, now you know. And if you didn't like that, don't come back. And if you do like the podcast, especially this one part where we talk about birds and gators and how we don't know anything about America, please give us a five stars on Spotify and a five stars on iTunes and write us a little comment. Say in the in the in the the Apple podcast thing, say, Oh my god, this is the best podcast ever and I'll give you a little kiss on the forehead. Just like that squonk. Just like the squonk. You are beautiful, everyone, including squonks. Truth. Don't listen before bed. Listen before bed.